You're listening to the Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host Pastor JT, Senior Pastor of House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. This is an In-House Production. It's hardly, hardly a bad thing for a parent to want the best for their children. Hardly a bad thing at all. Quite naturally, we want them to get the best and be the best. Having the finer things in life as well, as well, as well, as well. Live their best life. We don't want them to experience the hardships that we ourselves had to endure. We generally want life for them to be as easy as possible. Forgetting the fact that these individuals are loners to us from God. For us to nurture, for us to love, sort of like how he loves us. Here within this text, we see a mother that wants just that for her sons, especially since she sees that they have devoted their lives to being around and serving with this man formerly known as a carpenter from the slums, the ghetto of Galilee. And quite naturally, one could hardly blame a mother for having such a request that her sons be considered top rank in the kingdom of which this fella, this fella represents. Uh, could you see the setting, Sister Didi? You can see the setting. Imagine you're the parent of these young men and you could hardly get a chance to see them. You see, they go to and fro. They, they're always walking. One minute they're in Judea. One minute they're in Jerusalem. They're all over the place. And when you get, I finally get an opportunity to see your child. Uh you understand that, there's, that, that they're doing work for the kingdom. They're doing work for the Lord. And when you finally get a chance to speak to their superior, <laughs> the leader, the teacher, ah, good God Almighty, you make your request known that you want the very best for yours. I want, I want to make sure he got the best seat. I want to make sure he get the best uh, uh, attention. I want to make sure that he's loved. I want to make sure that she's protected. I want to make sure that ain't nobody taking advantage of him. I want to make sure that they're not being harmed. I want to make sure that I get the very, very, very best for mine. Listen. I don't have enough fingers to count how many times we've been approached by concerned parents. Oh, lead in if you will. Uh, that seem to see their grown children involved in putting in all the work at that little old church down on that corner, 118 South Texas Street. See, we've been approached, and without saying, without that saying, what these brothers, the Zebedee brothers' mother said, uh, without them having to say it out of their mouth, they said it with their body language. Without them saying it out loud, they said it with their support. 
Oh, y'all ain't getting this stuff. Without their, them saying it out of their mouth, they said it with their reactions. Exactly what the mother of the Zebedee brothers' mother said. Here it is. Pastor Mayberry, I want my son, I want my daughter to be the head usher. I want my son and my daughter to be the lead psalmist, uh, the culinary chief, uh, chief. Give my baby the best part in the Easter program. Make sure mine get the most Christmas gifts. Make sure mine are recognized and catered to the most. And quite naturally, when that doesn't occur, because I know that they are not capable of handling those positions eventually those parents convince those grown children that ain't the place for them to be hello somebody however as we look here at how Jesus handles the situation we find out that Jesus response wasn't even to the mother she asked a question he didn't even respond to her. He said, well, you don't even know what you're asking for. You don't even know what you, 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 you asking for this, for them. Oh, good God Almighty. Uh, but you say you love them. Oh, my, man, man, man. Uh, I, could, I could just imagine after he summoned the two were being nominated they've been nominated y'all they've been picked they've been nominated for the highest honor of the kingdom can you imagine how this scenario went i can see i can see i can see our lord and savior jesus christ after hearing such a thing uh can you imagine uh our lord and savior cool calm and collected cordially Taking in what the mother of the Zebedee boys had to say. And while soaking it all in, he's taking everything into consideration. You had to ponder about it a little bit. You know how we look up in the, in the sky and we, we start to see what this individual does for the ministry. We see how consistent this individual is. We see. Are they even worthy the consideration? But in this particular scenario, you see, James and John is the two in question. And they are actually the first cousins, God Almighty, of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord. So this mother that has approached Jesus is actually his aunt, his mother's sister. So these are his first cousins. Uh, uh, can you imagine Amy coming up to you uh, uh, saying, hey, 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 make sure you take care of your first cousin. You know, your granny will be proud of y'all. Make sure you take care of your family. You know, family and blood is more thicker than one. You make sure they get the very best. Hello, somebody. Make sure you get them in before the rest of the 
disciples. I wish I had somebody praying with me. So in all actuality, we have a relative seeking favoritism within the family business. Uh, how many of us know that the, uh, uh, the, the family business, were, were, whether we're the CEO or the CFO, we, we, we get a whole lot of suggestions or who should be placed in uh, certain positions, who should be uh, over this and who should do this. But when none of them are supportive of the cause to begin with, uh, as we all know, we've experienced that this could either go good or it could go extremely bad. It's always been said that family and friends is a dead end to any business. That's just one thing to consider. The other is the age. Somebody say the age. The age of John. We must keep in mind that Jesus is in his 30s. He's fairly a young man. And all of these fellows that are gathered around him learning from him are younger than he is. I wish I was painting this picture clear like Picasso. Uh, listen, I've come to understand that this individual Little cousin. Y'all know how we are about little, little, little Pookie, little, little Ray Ray. I, uh, we, we used to change their diapers. I, I, boy, I used to keep you and babysit you when you were little. This is first cousin. And he actually is the youngest of them all. Y'all know we see in the scripture that he's the, uh, the, the, the favorite. He's the loved one by Jesus. So I can imagine the things that's going on through Jesus' mind when this mother approached him about one of his little cousins. One of his baby, y'all ain't getting this stuff, trying to paint it, uh, baby cousins. So he, he, he's not looking at him now because you know Jesus he sees all he already know that who he'll become he'll become a writer of several books of the New Testament he, he'll be the last disciple standing after all of the other disciples end up getting killed he'll be the last one y'all ain't in here to testify and preach the goodness of the Lord. So I can imagine him just taking everything into consideration. However, as we take a look at this text, we'll gain clarity as to why Jesus responds to the brothers the way that he does. He first asks his, his, his auntie, he says, uh, Auntie, what's your request? Uh, if it was in today's time, I can hear him saying, what's up, auntie? What's on your mind? Oh, I'll try to paint it, paint it, paint it, paint it. Uh, uh, she makes her request known, and Jesus' response to her was probably the way that we would respond to our relatives that are inquiring about a position or favor for individuals that we know are unworthy, incapable to fulfill the class. Here's his classic 
response. You don't know what you asking about. Can you imagine the, 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 the type of frown that had to be upon it? You, you know, Auntie, I don't know about that. Talk about Ray Ray? You talk, you talk about him? Not, what? You talk about this one? No. You have no idea what you are asking about. And these two fellas says that they are able, they're capable, they're ready. <laughs> uh, can you see Jesus nodding and saying, nah, nah, this ain't, this ain't what you want. This, this, this ain't, this ain't, nah, you say, you ready for this? No, 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 you, you, you ready for this, no, this ain't what you want. Oftentimes we believe that we can do what others do simply because of how easy that they make it look. Oh, Lord, help us in here today. Uh, just because it look easy how they make it look, but we don't understand what's all inside the cup that we're eagerly awaiting to take a sip from. You ought to nudge your neighbor and tell them, this ain't what you want. Jesus says to them, are you able to drink this cup that I'm about? This cup. That I'm about to that I'm about to drink. Are you able to handle God Almighty, the things that comes along with just owning this cup? Oh, good God Almighty. Pastor, what cup are you referring to? I'm referring to the cup of judgment, the cup of salvation, the cup of God's wrath, the cup of consolation, the cup of uh, uh, case, uh, 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 entitlement and uh, ridicule and belittlement, the cup of betrayal, the cup of everyone going against you, the cup of being lied on, the cup of being talked about, the cup of hypocrisy, the cup of being challenged by everyone. The cup of continuing to show love to everyone even though you know they hate you. Hello somebody. Are you ready for this cup? No, 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 no. This ain't what you, what you want. Not only, not only, Sister Tiff, not only is he talking about the cup. Uh, he mentions some other things that comes along with the territory. And that is, he says, but the baptism, oh my God, not just the cup, but the baptism that I'm about to be baptized with, the sacrifices that I'm about to go through. Are you ready? Jesus is saying to us today, you say what you want. I'm, I, I, I'm imagining how things were then and how things are now brings me to the thought of how drastically the availability of individuals have shifted to be in position to be used by God. We live in an area 
uh, era uh, uh, where striving to become a polished preacher doesn't quite make the list of most desired things to be when we grow up. The desire to be a Christian with Christian experience isn't even on the list. And sadly, we live in a day and time where traditionalism, as it relates to our spiritual spirituality, doesn't quite make the list as it relates to our own personal priority list. Our main objective in life is to secure the bag. Forgetting what Jesus told us in Mark 8 and 36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world but lose his soul? Gone are the days where we walk by faith and not by sight. Yet there is not one single follower of Christ nor believer that doesn't want to enter into the kingdom of heaven but don't want to take the necessary steps to secure the seat at the right hand nor left hand of the Father. We, we, we want to go to heaven, but we don't want to do the things that it takes to get there. We want to be a follower of Christ, but we don't want to abide by the things that Christ says that we should abide by. Jesus told the disciples in verse 23, uh, he said, you will indeed. Oh, you're going to drink it. It, ain't, it might not be what you want. <laughs> but you're going to drink it anyway. <laughs> and along with the drink, you'll be baptized with the baptism that I'm about to be baptized with. But to sit on my right hand or my left, that ain't up to me. That's up to the Father. In other words, oh, you're going to get what you ask for. God Almighty, because you said you're a follower of me. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be chastised. You're going to be belittled. You're going to be beaten and, and left for dead. But you still might not get where you want to be. Uh, I got three things. And I'm out of here. Like Tonto, the Long Ranger. These three things or to give us instruments that will ultimately guarantee the sitting at the right hand of the Father. Y'all want to go to heaven? Y'all want to go to heaven? Listen closely. Number one, we must be overcomers. Y'all ain't in here. Uh, we must be overcomers. The definition of an overcomer is a person that overcomes something who uh, succeeds in dealing with or gaining control of some problem or difficulty. That means we must overcome hardships, overcome the things that are hindering us from being who God wants us to to be we have to become overcomers bind up the distractions we have to become overcomers 
the characteristics of an overcomer is patience. God Almighty. Patience. Oh, Lord. Self-control. God. Oh, this is going to be hard. And determination. A lot of us already done failed. Myself included. Because patience is difficult. Self-control is difficult. And determination in these day and time seems it's easy to throw in the tile. But James tells us in chapter 1 verse 3 that in order to get patience, we'll have to go through various trials. In order to get something, oh, good God Almighty, it's going to cost us something. I don't know about you, but I've had my fair share of hard times. And Lord knows I still lack patience, but I'm patient to a certain extent where I'm able to utilize self-control. Oh, the younger me would knock a whole lot of blocks off, but thank God. For myself, control. Oh, I, 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 I can say that I've overcame a lot of things. I can say that I come from a long way, uh, uh, a long time coming. So I can give myself a little bit of brownie points, but it's still just not good enough. Titus. 2 and 11 says it like this. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation, that offers deliverance to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldliness, passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present Age. How many of us know that one must be determined? We got to be determined to be self-controlled. We have to be determined to live godly lives. Revelations chapter 35 verse 3 says it just like this. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments and Will and I will blot out his name from the book of life, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before the angels. When you become an overcomer, the Lord gonna vouch for you. Oh, y'all ain't getting this stuff. Verse uh, 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 chapter 3 and 12, it says it like this He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on, uh, uh, I will write on him the name of my God and the name of my city, uh, of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name the overcomer not only gets a word put out for him y'all ain't getting this stuff but the overcomer takes on 
Jesus, yeah, no, y'all ain't getting this stuff. Jesus' name, verse uh, 3 and 21, it says it like this. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with the Father on his throne. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. You're uh, overcome the desire to spread rumors, overcome the desire to tell lies, overcome the desire to fornicate, a life without intoxications, that's things that pollute our temple, overcome the trials and the test of our faith, never stop worshiping, never stop praising, never stop believing regardless the situation or the circumstance I'm blocking out all foolishness because I am trying to obtain my seat at the right hand of the father and secondly number two we must sacrifice in order to get something we have to give up something. We must sacrifice. Webster defines the word of God as such. The, uh, the, 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 the word sacrifice as such is surrendering or destruction of something prized or desired for the sake of something considered as having higher or more pressing claims. In other words, we must be willing to turn away from things that we desire, things that we consider to be our prized possessions. We must become selfless. In other words, put others before us. Put things that matter to God before things that matter to me. I wish I was helping somebody. Uh we must deprive ourselves from the things that we love the most in order to get closer to God. Come here, Abraham. He said he's coming. Uh, Abraham was about to kill his son. Y'all missed it. Abraham was about to kill his son and God stopped him because he saw that he was willing to do anything to please him I don't think y'all caught it I believe I say that again Abraham had a knife up in the air getting ready to take his child out until God stopped him because he considered his heart and he would do anything to please him how many of us can say that they can drink that cup of sacrifice their precious little tibby their precious little susie i wait and while we wait allow me to give you what you need to help what what would i help us to see clearly the benefits of biblical sacrifice and it's found, none other, in chapter 19 of this very text. 
Uh, everyone who has left houses of brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Oh, pastor, what are you saying? If you're willing to detach from the individuals for the sake of God, for the sake of your peace, for the sake of your sanity, he says it right here. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. No, they ain't being funny. They trying to inherit. Y'all ain't hearing here today. Eternal life. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's Ephesians 2 and 10. In other words, God is saying, I created you for service, not for pleasure. A lot of folks, I'm living my best life but we must understand that this life that we're living ain't ours to live uh, God's purpose for our lives is the gift of servitude John 16 and 33 gives us hope within our sac sacrifice and that is if Jesus did it so can we I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. He's given us the blueprint on how to overcome the things of the world, how to overcome demonic how to overcome anything that is pertaining to things that are not of God. This leads me to my third and final point. It's quite simple. It's quite basic. And that is, we must be born again. Oh, oh Lord help me. He said, Jesus asked him, are you ready to take on this cup? Better yet, are you ready to be baptized as I'm about to be baptized? Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 12, verse 50, I have a baptism to be baptized with and how distressed I am until it's accomplished. I don't believe y'all caught what he said. He said, I have a baptism to be baptized by. But how distressed I am until it's accomplished. Uh, he was referring to the upcoming sufferings that he had to endure in the flesh 
in order to become what we know as the third person of the Trinity. He had to suffer being persecuted. He had to suffer being beaten. He had to suffer being spit upon for your sins and mine in order to become the gift that we know as the Holy Spirit. Uh, he says, are you ready to go through what I'm about to go through? But I'm going through what I'm going through for you. Oh, God Almighty. I, I, I'm going through what I'm going through for you because I know that you are not in a place to go through what I'm about to go through. Oh, God Almighty. Did you know that when you open up yourself, up to God and allow him to fill you with the Holy Spirit you become a living temple God's glory dwells in you you also receive his divine inspiration speech miracle working power and prophetic knowledge and revelation his presence is with you all the time did you know that it's the power of God that helps you fulfill your life's purpose spiritually re relationally personally physically and financially it's his anointing that works through you to see blind eyes open the deaf ears hear the dead be risen it's what empowers you to lay hands on the sick and uh, see them recover signs and wonders and miracles happen when you choose to be a willing vessel and allow God's power to flow through you. Did you know when Jesus commanded his disciples to go and wait for the Holy Spirit, he knew that they would be witnesses. He called each of us into ministry. He's called us all into ministry to be witnesses. And whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they will be even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. That's John 14 and 12. God, Jesus says that I'm, as I send have been sent I'm sending you wherever you go tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven did you know that the devil ain't worried about no Christians that sit around doing nothing, singing kumbaya only to go through the motions and never get involved with sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. He knows that you're afraid of the cup. He knows that you know that you ain't about what's in it. He knows. He knows. But he's terrified of believers. That's empowered by the Holy Spirit. 
that will stand flat-footed and declare what thus said the Lord regardless who gets upset regardless who tunes out he stands he knows and he understands that to be terrified he knows the authority and to go into the world with boldness and confidence to those that uh, 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 that are free and, and to those who are bound by sin. Those that ain't afraid of the cup. Those that's devoted to laying hands on the sick regardless of what temperature you have. To see that life is being brought upon. Hope is being brought upon them. Deliverance is being brought upon them. And the God, uh, the love of God is being brought upon them those that will call out cast out devils by name today's your day today's your day today's your day to declare that i am an overcomer i'm an overcomer of depression i'm an overcomer of anger i'm an overcomer of sickness i'm an overcomer of sexual immorality take a sip of that sacrifice take a drink of that servitude and be ye baptized in the Holy Ghost be ye baptized in the Holy Ghost Father God we come to you today we magnify you we adore you we love you for who you are in our lives Lord God we just thank you for your presence being in this place we thank you for each and every aspect of our lives God we thank you that you are building us and molding us of being the men and women of God that you're calling for us to be now right now in the name of Jesus any spirit that is not like you we command that it that it immediately leaves this place this hour right now pour into them your spirit pour into them over their flesh pour into them over anything that is not like you God we declare and decree in Jesus name healing goes through the broadcast healing throughout this place we declare and decree in Jesus name that we are binding up all the imps that have infiltrated this place this house that's caused division that's caused distractions anything that is not like you we ask in Jesus name that you purge them even now father God we ask right now that you lose peace upon them peace and blessings upon them even now peace and understanding upon them even now pour out your spirit upon their flesh even now Lord right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus understand that we must be born again we cannot continue to live this life sinful we cannot continue to walk through this life blind we cannot continue to walk through this life with deaf ears and hardened hearts father god we ask right now in the name of jesus that you call up that man of god call up that woman of god call up the intercessor in this house right now in the name of jesus right now father right now father right now father devil you had them too long 
right now in the name of Jesus. We're calling them back into your kingdom. Father God, put them back into position. Put them back into a, 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 a place that, that, that you know and have preordained and destined them to be. Lord God, we ask that their minds be cleared of foolishness. Their mouths be cleaned of, of things that are not of you. That you'll implement prayer life within their, in their daily objectives. That you'll implement a set aside study time that they may be more knowledgeable of your word and use your word against the enemies that come against their peace that come into their home that come into their family that come into each and every relationship that they hold near and dear to father god we ask that you increase their discernment even now lord even now lord even now, Lord, a whole generation depends on the men and women of God that are behind us. If they don't get in line now, we'll lose a whole generation. Father God, we declare and decree in Jesus' name that you'll place your loving arms around them. Give them patience to endure the hardships that are to come. Give them courage so they won't tuck their tail and run. When the enemy hot on their trail. God, we thank you. We thank you even now, Lord God, for loving us enough to want to wake us up right where we are, God. Right where we are, God. Lord, we understand that the cup may be too hard for something to sip even now but train us develop us into being able to be uh, uh, able to endure the cup that is setting before us give us tough skin to handle persecution give us tough skin to handle when all when others rise up against us drag our name in the mud talk behind our back give us tough skin lord god to be to be steadfast immovable always abounding in your faith lord god thank you god out of your mouth right now you ought to say devil you can't shake me you can't take me. You can't have me. I'm yours, Lord. Try me out and see. See if I can be completely yours. Deliver me right now of things that are not like you. Deliver me right now. Deliver me right now, Lord. I submit unto your authority even now, God. We bind up the spirit of rebelliousness right now and witchcraft that has been hovering over this place. Glory to your name, Jesus. Implement your unity within this house, within the body of Christ. That we may be able to complete the assignments 
that you have set before us. We bind up the spirits of envy and jealousy even now. The spirit of coveting, wanting what others have in our lives, in our position, wanting others' gifts. Father, teach us how to utilize the gifts that you have with stored and bestowed upon us. Allow us to embrace them and flourish within them. That way we won't be able to look over our shoulder and be envious of somebody else's polished gift. Give us the wisdom and understanding to know that to whom much is given, much is required. So I just can't lay around and think the word is going to flow within me. I cannot just not pray and expect power. Glory to your name. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God. For maturity. For growth. Thank you for delivering me, Lord God. Thank you for enabling me to be an example of what an overcomer is. I thank you, God, for the tough skin that I'm able to block out foolishness and recognize the enemy within. Glory to your name, Jesus. Continue to build and shape me, Lord God, to be the leader that you have, been, you have called for me to be. Lord, we understand that you're about to enlarge our territory. Keep us humble, God. We won't get big-headed. And think we're more than what we are. But we only want to do things that are pleasing unto you. That you may get the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus.